Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Are you a thrill seeker? Uh, quite frankly, I'm not a thrill seeker, but we're going to talk about thrill seeking, the activity of thrill seeking, and why, assuming you're a saver, you shouldn't be thrill seeking with your money. Well, welcome to the Worry Free Retirement. I am uh, Tony Walker, and uh, welcome to today's program. Uh, as we uh, are going to get into the show, we always want to introduce America's favorite financial sidekick, Mr. Thrill Seeker himself, Aaron Orander. Aaron, how you doing, man? <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. How about yourself, sir? Good, good. You kind of were a thrill seeker this past weekend. Didn't you take the kids all the way up to Northern Kentucky? Oh, my Kentucky gosh, to yeah, you talk about thrill seeking. I took, <laughs> I took three kids to museums and the Newport Aquarium up in Northern Kentucky and, yeah. Yeah, you talk about thrill-seeking with three kids. <laughs> Man. Well, let me ask you something. Let's think of a couple of thrill-seeking activities. Have you ever done skydiving? No. Okay. Have you ever swam with sharks? No, but I want to. As Are odd as that sounds, yes. When I was young, I was when I was younger, I was fascinated with sharks, and I always thought it would be cool to do. You know, they do that down. You know, in the Gulf of Mexico uh -huh. now, you can go out on a boat and jump in one of the cages. I don't want to swim like outside of a cage. I'd, I'd like to be in the cage, but well, got a little side to you. I didn't know about. Okay. That's, 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 I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, by the way, the skydiving, I, I'm not making light of this. I thought this was awesome. You know, when they celebrated the anniversary, anniversary of the Normandy invasion, a 95 year old, he's still alive that paratrooped out of those planes and he jumped out. He had somebody strapped to him. I back. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got to, but if you're 95, is that really taking a risk? I mean, well, you're I mean, 95. It's, I mean, even if the parachute doesn't yeah, open, you're kind of <laughs> you're probably <laughs> close to the end anyway. I don't know. <laughs> and then the latest thing, have you heard of this wing suiting? Wing? Yes, I have seen that. That's where like the like the arms and the legs are kind of they have like a like a flap. Yeah, it's like a squirrel, like one of those flying. Squirrels. Yeah, they just jump off cliffs. They just jump and they just fly for yeah. I've seen it. So one in, they estimate one in 100,000 jumps, you're going to die. That's how, that's one how dangerous. What? One in 100,000 jumps. That oh. adds everybody together, but that's not very many because a lot of people are doing that. So folks, we're talking about the idea of thrill-seeking and not thrill-seeking with your money. So let's just define this term thrill. In fact, to help us define the feeling of a thrill, our own Chris Matthews. I felt this thrill going up my leg. All right, a little levity there, folks. I don't know if you remember that incident. But anyway, so the, the verb of thrill is to cause to experience a sudden, sharp feeling of excitement. The news thrilled him, so to speak. I felt this thrill going up my leg. Uh, to cause to have a shivering or tingling sensation. 
uh, to become thrilled to experience a sudden sharp excitement. I felt this thrill going up my leg. So the whole notion here is if people are skydiving or swimming with sharks or wingsuiting, we know that they are intentionally, here's the thing folks, they are intentionally putting themselves at risk. You would agree that wouldn't you, Aaron? I mean, yes. it's still risky. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's you don't risky. have to jump out of a plane. You could choose not to. So it's very risky. So what we're talking about today and the subject of today is, are you taking unnecessary risk with your money? And folks, I hate to break the news to you. If you've got the majority of your money in the stock market, you are taking risk. Now, the question is, are you taking risk because it's for the thrill of the victory and making a lot of money, which obviously the market can make you a ton of money. But this is not a game, folks. If you're a saver and you're one of those people out there listening that's more concerned with the return of your money than on it, uh, this is some pretty scary stuff, especially right now with the market and where it's at right now. The stock market, as we record this show on June 24th, 2019, Man, it's at all-time highs, and we just experienced the fourth quarter of 2018, a severe drop in the market. Now, fortunately, it's come back, but it just goes to show you how volatile and risky, let's call, call it what it is, risky the stock market can be. So really, let's just define the term risk, because you know it means different things to different people. I would define risk as the possibility of losing something. Sound pretty good, Aaron? Yeah, really, that's all I it like is. That. And you're, you're intentionally making a decision to put yourself in a position to lose something. So again, skydiving, you could lose your life or wingsuiting, and you're intentionally deciding to do something that is risky or that could cause loss. Well, same thing with money. Let's, let's use one extreme, a, you know, a $100,000 CD at the bank that's FDIC insured. If you choose to put your money there, you're not going to earn a lot of money, but the trade-off is, the good trade-off if you're a saver is you're not having any risk. You're not going to lose anything. Take that same $100,000 and throw it in the stock market, and yeah, you can make a lot of money, but now you have intentionally made a conscious decision to take risk with your money. It's kind of interesting. A lot of people you know, think, well, the market's still doing well. Uh, other people think that we're in what's called a bear market. In other words, the bear is just right around the corner. We're, we're due for a severe uh, downturn. And really, the fall of last year technically was not a bear because it didn't last a long time. Uh, a bear market is one that lasts for a certain period of time. But it's funny, I'm reading this particular article, Aaron. This is, in fact, it's titled, Mr. Bears, B-E-A-R apostrophe S, Wild Ride, with a question mark, and the caption under it from an author, Brad Ziegler, this is from wealthmanagement.com, says, some think the S&P 500 is topping out. So what some pundits are saying, and again, it's just their opinion, uh, they believe the S&P, the Standard & Poor's, which is the main measure of the stock market, is too high. So what's funny is it goes all the way down, and I love this. Uh, this, now, this is an investor talking, so this makes no sense to you. This proves you're an, a, a saver and you have no business with all your money in the market. They're talking about something called collars. So they say, for those investors with no room in their portfolio for significant reallocations, Delta can be managed on the cheap with protective collars or put spreads. How's that sound so far, Aaron? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, remember, I'm a registered investment advisor, and I'll be honest with you, I have no idea what they just said here. Right. 
a collars built by purchasing S&P 500 put options financed by simultaneous sale of calls with the same expiration date. The strategy offers the functional equivalence of a short SPX, that's S&P, futures position, open-ended gains in the market decline, unlimited loss in a runaway bull market, blah, 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 blah. So folks, if you're listening to that right now and go, I have no clue what they're talking about, you are listening to the words of an investor or possibly even a speculator. So the worry-free retirement process that I created, again, as a fiduciary, I tried to create a process that I knew savers would be comfortable with. So when we return, we're going to talk about how we use our Charles Schwab investment platform, okay, how we design it for savers, and how we couple that with what we call fixed annuities and mailbox money for life. Good stuff coming up. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Have you recently retired, been laid off, or offered a buyout? Has a company you work for recently moved or been acquired or closed its doors forever? Then take advantage of this opportunity to move your 401k to safer territory. Why continue to risk your hard-earned money when you don't have to? Let's meet in person today to discuss your retirement options. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com to schedule your no-obligation appointment to meet with me in person. Do it today. Uh, welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. We're talking about the concept of taking known risk with your money and possibly your life. Uh, with us in the studio, as always, is America's financial favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander. And I'm sorry, Aaron, I got to get back to this wing suiting thing just real briefly. Hang in there, folks. We'll get to the money <laughs> thing. Uh, basically, what is wing suiting? It involves a death-defying act of climbing into a nylon suit getting up at the highest peak you can find and jumping off and flying over, listen to this, Aaron, 100 miles per hour with the goal, here's what a lot of people don't know, and this is why it's so dangerous, of seeing how close they can fly by permanent objects. Yeah. Have you seen this? Yes, I've seen that. I've seen the guys, like, they fly, like, in between, like, crevices and mountains and stuff like that. Yeah, pass. It's unbelievable. I was watching a video on YouTube of this and they interviewed one of the young ladies. So her and her boyfriend did this together and she was out in front of him and he had done this before where he went through a particular crevice and then she would always look back and you know, there he'd be again. Well, she went out one day and looked back and he wasn't there. So Ooh. that means in wingsuiting, he's dead. He's, he crashed. He's into gone. The, yeah. So, Oof. So, but at least, you know, you think about it, at least with wingsuiting, they know the risk. I mean, they understand the risk involved and they're willing to take the risk. My concern, folks, is many of you, especially with the advent of the 401k over the years, you just keep throwing your money, throwing your money into these 401ks. And yeah, the market's gone up, but I don't think some of you are really recognizing the inherent risk of the stock market. And it's not just the stock market. We, you know, it's any financial market. You know, banks can crash. Bond markets can crash. Uh, back in 08, the, actually, the real estate market crashed. So anything that doesn't have what we call a floor, anything that does not provide some sort of guaranteed return of your investments um, is, is at risk. So you have to make a decision, especially if you're retired or approaching retirement, 
how much money do you really want at risk? Now, what I thought I would do is I picked a few times here. Um, I've got some notes. Let me glance here, Aaron. Yeah, just a couple of times in 1873. Let's go all the way back to 1873. And, th and uh, part of our theme also, by the way, folks, is this whole notion of following the herd. You know, we're doing what everybody else does. You know, trillions of dollars. People have socked away in 401ks. Why are they still socking in there? Because everybody else is. So we're trying to help understand why do people take risk with their money? And my belief in doing this for 35 years, I think a lot of people take risk because they think that's what you're supposed to do. Everybody else is taking risk. So I guess I'll just throw all my money in the market. Well, in 1873, there was a panic started with a problem in Europe with the stock market. And investors then, according to research, began to sell off all the projects and investments they had in America. So remember folks, Europeans were putting some of their money in America. And what do you think was going on back then, Aaron? What was the main means of transportation in the United States in the 1870s? Back in that day? Yep. Railroads. There you go, railroads. Nobody had cars, some people had horses, but railroads was life-changing because it could get people from point A to point B very quickly. So when the crash happened in Europe, all right, the Americans who were building the railroads were borrowing money from the Europeans and from other places to build the railroads. That makes sense, doesn't it? They didn't, these were expensive endeavors. So the problem was the railroad companies could no long, longer find money for people to lend money to them. The result, many of the railroads went bankrupt. So there's a rippling effect with your money, especially when things dry up. Uh, it says uh, economic rule number one, this is something I came up with, everything in our economy is based on other people's money. When other people want their money or no longer hand over their money to someone else, the train goes off the rails. So as a concern for the state of the economy deepened, again, during that period of time in 1873, people rushed to withdraw money from the banks. This happened in the, the Great Depression. There was a credit crunch and it ripples through the economy. Now, there was also a panic. We're just naming some that most people don't know about. Everybody knows about the Depression, and everybody knows about 9-11. Most people remember 08 just recently and realized the risk there. I'll tell you what, Aaron, I got, a, I got a good example of explaining how people follow the herd and how panic can set in and how the value of a dollar. See, right now in this country, you realize, Aaron, we just print money. We don't have the gold standard or whatever. You realize that right. money is just printed basically right. out of thin air. So to understand and grasp money in general... Uh, let's imagine we talk about mailbox money a lot. Let's imagine, Aaron, you get up in the morning to go out and get your Sunday morning paper. There you are in your robe and slippers walking out. Do you walk around robe and slippers? Surely not. <laughs> no. Okay. People used to do that a lot. But we'll imagine you got your robe and slippers on, Aaron. You go out to the mailbox to get your paper, and lo and behold, there's a $20 bill inside the mailbox. All right. All right? You didn't know it was coming. You're all excited. You're thinking immediately, oh, boy, $20. It's free money. What can I do with this? But you notice as you look around your neighborhood, every other person has come out of their house, every other person is standing by their mailbox, and every other person in your neighborhood has just pulled out a $20 bill. What does okay. that make your $20 bill worth now that everybody else has a $20 bill worth? Not as much as it was originally. There you go. Very good. That's because the supply of money, there's more supply meaning everybody else knows to charge more money. So your dollars, they say, just don't buy as much anymore. So what happens a lot of times with crashes, folks, and this is my concern with the stock market now, everybody 
the, the government's funding a lot of this because they're printing more money, but everybody in the meantime is putting all of their money or the majority of their money in the stock market via the 401k plan. So it's driving up the prices, you know, it's be just like uh, homes in Lexington or Bowling Green or Louisville. If, if there's a lot of people needing to buy homes, the price of the home goes up, right, Aaron? Yeah, because right. there's a limited supply of homes. Well, with people needing more and more stocks, mutual funds, whatever you want to call them, it's driving the price up and keeping it there because nobody's selling it yet. But what happens when all these baby boomers, incidentally, it's estimated that 10,000 baby boomers turn 65 every day, 10,000 per day with a lot of 401ks out there. And a lot of these people have not sold any of those stocks yet because they haven't needed the money. They've been told not to, so they're hanging on to it. What happens when all these people that are buying securities through their 401k need to start selling securities because they need the money? Well, you could possibly have a panic. And this is what happened in 08 with the panic uh, caused by the real estate bubble. So what we're going to talk about in our next segment, we're, we're trying to understand how these herd mentalities get started, why everybody goes one direction, then there's a panic and everybody pulls out and how that's so detrimental to you. And what would happen to your money if this were to happen when you're retired? If we go through another major downturn like we did in 08, how is this going to play out with your 401k? And are you going to be able to really retire in comfort if an event like this occurs? You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. We'll be right back. Are you retired or retiring soon? Do you have a 401k, IRA, thrift savings account, 403b, or lump sum pension that you'd like to move to safer territory? Did you know that all the money you see on your 401k statement isn't really yours? Depending on your overall taxable income, the government has essentially a lien on your 401k that can tax as much as 40% of your money when you go to take it out. Tony Walker calls this the 401k tax tumor. For over 33 years, retirement specialist Tony Walker has helped thousands of savers worry less about money by creating game plans to deal with your tax tumor. Get control of your retirement by controlling the taxes owed on it. Schedule a free meeting to see if you can reduce your tax tumor and provide a guaranteed income you can never outlive. To get started, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Are you retired or retiring soon? With the stock market at an all-time high, do you really think it's wise to risk your 401k plan? Well, I'm retirement specialist Tony Walker, inviting you to my next free workshop, Safeguarding Your 401k from the Next Stock Market Crash, Tuesday, August 13th at 6 p.m. in Georgetown, Kentucky. Learn the secret to a worry-free retirement by attending. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and this is our radio show, of course. And uh, don't forget, we also have a TV show called the Worry-Free Retirement. Uh, we're able to express a lot more graphics, a lot more detailed information. I've found in doing this over the years, TV is probably a better medium for explaining complex concepts because obviously you can, we have whiteboards and graphics, whereas radio show, we have to kind of talk through the concepts. If you want to check out the different TV show listings throughout Kentucky, we're in Lexington and Louisville and Bowling Green. Just log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com 
and uh, you'll find the Median Tools button there, and you can uh, don't forget to DVR it. Also, while you're on the we uh, website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com, I'll be in Georgetown, Kentucky. We've had some feedback from over in the Lexington area, particularly the Toyota plant. We have some clients there, and a lot of people are starting to retire. So this uh, workshop is going to be for anybody, but the reason we're doing it in Georgetown is, uh, again, focusing a lot on the Toyota people there. So if you're retired or retiring soon, regardless of where you work, maybe you've got an old 401k from a previous employer, maybe you just want a local fiduciary, somebody that's been doing this. I've been in this business 35 years now. Uh, I will be personally presenting the workshop. Again, this workshop is uh, Tuesday, August 13th in Georgetown, Kentucky, beginning at 6 p.m. The title of it is Making Your 401k Last As Long As You Do. Again, it's in Georgetown, Kentucky, August 13th, 6 p.m. I'll be personally presenting it. We'll go for about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. Plenty of time for questions as well. So if you're retired, retiring soon, particularly if you want to make sure your 401k lasts as long as you do, you're not going to want to miss this. It's absolutely free. As I like to say, no free dinners with our workshops, just plenty of free information. But you got to register at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Just click on that workshops button. And again, there's no cost or obligation. Also, one more thing. We welcome our listeners on Sunday morning on WLAP Radio there in Lexington, my old stomping ground as a kid. Uh, Aaron, I remember listening to WLAP as a kid. Great, great station there. And again, that's every Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. on WLAP in Lexington. All right. Here's a great stat if you want to talk about the stock market and the risk associated with it. Uh, so... You know, this is called the worry-free retirement. It's not called the worry-more retirement or let's get stressed out retirement. So knowing how we respond to stress is why it's so important to understand investment history. This would make sense, isn't it, Aaron? That's why I mentioned the uh, uh, wingsuit people. To know before you jump in one of those that one in 100,000 jumps will end in death, you probably need to understand that, right? Yeah. In fact, if you go to the website, there's a website we found. Can't show this on TV, on radio, but on TV we'll show it. It shows where you would jump from and the probability of dying. <laughs> like over a cliff, on a bridge, you know, so pick and choose your poison. But as you can see, or as, as I'm going to share with you on this table I'm looking at, over the last 100 years, let's talk about the Dow Jones Industrial Average. All right. The Dow Jones Industrial Average has experienced 15 drops of at least 20% on average about one every seven years on average. Now, here's what's pretty scary, though. The average loss on average was 38%. So think about this, Aaron, especially, and also it lasts for 403 days. That's why this last little anomaly we had at the last quarter in my view, doesn't really count as a huge drop because it only lasted a, a couple of months. We're talking of the average drop that is significant lasts on average 403 days. That's over a year. So imagine, folks, you're retired or nearing retirement. Your, your account, your 401k drops from 500000 down to 300000 If you were thinking about retiring, you're probably not going to now. And if you just retired, you're probably going to run back to your old boss and see if you can get your job back because that is scary stuff. So... When we think of risk, we think of the thrill of trying to achieve something to try to achieve higher returns within your 401k. If you're retired or retiring soon and you're a saver, to me is no thrill at all. I felt this thrill going up my leg. Okay, so Tony, you're sitting there saying, okay, great. I mean, yeah, I'm one of those people. I think I'm a saver. I don't like a lot of risk. Uh, I guess I've never really thought about how much risk is associated with my 401k. 
uh, I am retired or I'm, let's say, 60 years of age, I'm going to be retiring soon. How do I make sure to capture some of the gains with the stock market? How do I make sure that my money's flexible, that I can get access to it so I can use and enjoy the money while I can? And then finally, Tony, if you think you're so smart, how do I keep from running out of money? Well, what we have and what we created several years ago, and it works brilliantly for savers. Again, folks, I've been doing this 35 years, have over 2,000 saver clients, have a large team behind me that helps administer and takes care of all of our income planning. We know what we're doing when you get into retirement planning, uh, in particular if you're a saver. So we call this concept the worry-free split IRA concept. And really, it's genius to me is its simplicity. All right, so we take, imagine you have two buckets, all right? And the first bucket is where we're going to move a portion of your money or your 401k. Again, a large portion of what we do is 401k rollovers, IRAs, etc., TSPs. Uh, if you had a lump sum pension you're trying to plan for, this would, be, this would all fit. It all fits together. So basically what we do we divide that 401k up, and we'll just use the example of a half million dollars. So uh, Mrs. Jones has been working all her life, getting ready to retire. Uh, she's wanting to start playing it more safe, and she has $500,000 in a 401k. So what we do, our office rolls that over. There's no cost to do this, no taxes, as long as it's rolled over into a qualified individual retirement account, which we will set that up for you. And then we put a portion of the 500000 not all of it, a portion of it, into what we call Charles Schwab. Now, Charles Schwab is a brokerage entity. It, Charles Schwab does come with some risk. Uh, we can invest this with no stock market risk or with quite a bit of stock market risk. But the key is we're not going to put the whole half million with Schwab. This kind of making sense, Aaron? I'm with you. Yep. Yeah, and one reason, you know, the old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think the beauty of the split IRA concept is we're already showing people and it's a it's a great visual in fact if you meet with me folks uh, again we do have for our newfound listeners over there in Lexington we have offices in Bowling Green Kentucky Louisville Kentucky and Lexington Kentucky so I'd be happy to share this with you in person if you're getting ready to roll a 401k over or recently have retired or want to see how this works so the Charles Schwab account gives us all the flexibility it's very low fees we only charge six tenths of one percent and then that's where we're going to send you your money first. So if we figure out that you need 30000 a year to supplement your retirement, it will come out of the Charles Schwab bucket because of the low fees and very minimal transaction costs. Then in the other bucket, we have what's called a fixed interest or fixed indexed annuity. And this is why we love annuities so much. We've literally written over $300 million of annuity premium, fixed interest and fixed indexed so that we can have this second bucket, which is really our reserve. Now, how does this reserve bucket work? So if we're taking all of our income, Tony, out of the Charles Schwab bucket, the liquidity bucket, uh, what happens? Doesn't that eventually run out? Well, the beauty of the annuity, a lot of advisors who don't sell annuities don't understand this, or a lot of people on Wall Street that tend to hate these products don't understand. We have all kinds of flexibility if you do it right. We can keep the bucket full with Schwab, and at the very end, as you get a little older, if you get into your, you know, you see a lot of the clients come in here, Aaron, some of these people in their 70s, I mean, they're just not needing a lot of money. What they want is stability. So in this example, the split IRA concept, at some point, generally in the 70s, we will then kick in what I call their mailbox money. 
and the mailbox money will come from the annuity. Now, what is mailbox money? Mailbox money, and here's the key word, is guaranteed income. Guaranteed income that will last for the rest of your life. Pretty powerful stuff. So the split, the worry-free uh, retirement split IRA concept gives us as a fiduciary and gives you as the client maximum flexibility, very, very low fees, and on the back end of that, we have an income that you can never outlive. And you say, well, Tony, how come some people uh, don't seem to like annuities? Well, they're following the herd. Uh, they don't understand the needs of savers. They don't realize the importance of annuities and how annuities can provide that guaranteed pension-like income. And they don't understand that a lot of times it takes a retirement specialist, such as Tony Walker Financial, to be able to lay this out so that it makes sense. So here's what I would propose. Let's talk by phone or in person. If you're retired or retiring soon, you owe it to yourself to see how we at Tony Walker Financial can get you out of the herd and get more money in your pocket for the rest of your life. Log on right now, if you would, to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started to talk more about your situation. Do it now. Do it today. We hope you've enjoyed today's program. Join us next week as I go through the second herd-following mentality mistake that people make that is pushed upon them by the financial world. We're going to talk about that on the Worry-Free Retirement, but you remember between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.